today I want to talk to you about fellowship. Fellowship. And uh, the Greek word for fellowship is koinonia. Uh, and I, I was trying to understand the meaning of this word. And the thing is, this word is a prefix, you know, it is added with something else. So the word koinonia means to hold something in common. What does it mean? To hold something in common. So for example, uh, you, you know, you can use it in, in a phrase like live in, living in a community together or owning a business together or having common parents. So fellowship is to, you know, fellowship is in the context of intimate relationship is to have something together. Okay, now, when I am talking about fellowship, of course, I mean godly relationship, godly fellowship. And I'm going to talk to you about the importance of this. The reason why I say this is because we are living in a culture, we are living in a time where everybody is uh, in their own bubble, right? We have our own lives, we have our own subjective reality, my life, my ways, my rules, right? Uh, so much that we have isolated ourselves, so much that we can even, even get caught up in a spiritual journey with God and say, I don't need anybody. Right? Uh, why? Because you, can, you have YouTube now. So you can go on YouTube, you can check you know, all the messages, you can listen to all the famous preachers, and you're like, man, I am fed by God's word. Why do I need fellowship? I don't need anybody. But that's not what Christian life is all about. Christian life, as much as it is about having fellowship with God, it is also about fellowshipping with his people. So if you read Ephesians 1, Paul says like this, don't, don't, take it, don't open it. You know, I know this by heart. Paul says like this in Ephesians 1.15. He says, I thank God for your faith in Christ and your love for his saints. What is he thanking God? I thank God for your faith in Christ and your love for his saints. I wonder the Holy Spirit told me, you know, your faith in Christ is expressed in your love for his people. You can't say that I have faith in Jesus and not love people. My goodness, your faith in Jesus is shown in how much you love people. Especially loving imperfect people because everybody's imperfect. There you go. Loving perfect people is easy, right? It's loving the imperfect ones. And we struggle, you know, why should I go to church? Everybody is a hypocrite. Yeah, there's another place. There's a place for one more. And I'm telling you, you know, I heard this somewhere. If you find a perfect church, please don't go there. <laughs> because you'll make it imperfect. Church is full of imperfect people, yes. And that is where we express our faith in Christ Jesus, by loving them. So turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. Hebrews 10, verse 24 and 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. My goodness, this was written so many years ago. 
but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. What is the author saying? The author is saying, please do not neglect meeting together. Don't neglect meeting together. As much as your fellowshipping with God in your private space is important, fellowshipping with God and His people is also important. You can't be on a spiritual high and be like, <laughs> people, no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll only go. I'll only go for, you know, the big crusades just to preach. My goodness. Acts 2 verse 46 and 47. This is what they did when they received the Holy Spirit. And day by day, attending the temple together. Say with me. What did they do? Together. And they broke bread in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. They, they used to meet every day. And I'm talking about Sundays and Wednesdays. They used to meet every day. Why? Because they understood the value of what they carried. Because this is, this is the time when, you know, the day of Pentecost just happened and the Holy Spirit came in like a mighty rushing wind and they were all filled with the Spirit and they were like, we have to do this every day. We have to do this every day. Why? Because they understood the value of it. How many of you get tired listening to the same message? Huh? If, if, I, if I am preaching the same message every week, right? How many of you will get tired? But... If you were to come and I had to give 20,000 rupees every day, how many of you will be tired? How many of you will come to me? 20,000? No, Pastor, please. Reduce the number at least. Why, why, why don't we complain? Because we understand the value. We understand the value. A lot of times, we come to church and we don't receive anything. You know why? Because we already have preconceived notions of what is going to happen. And we don't understand the value and we go back empty. But the Spirit of the Lord is there. He's blessing everybody else. That's why you should read the parable of the sower. The farmer sows the seeds in four different rounds and four different results. Why? Because the condition of the heart. Okay, so fellowship is important, it's absolutely important. And I'm going to give you three reasons. There could be more, many more. So don't tell me, oh, you know, you didn't say this point. I'm just going to give you three reasons because I think th these are the most important ones. The first one is your growth, your holistic growth. Fellowship is important for your holistic growth. And when I'm saying holistic growth, I don't just mean spiritual growth because your spiritual growth should be reflected in your emotions, in your physical, and in your social, financial, every aspect of your life. Do you agree with me? Because you will be like, oh, I'm spiritually growing, but then... <laughs> and then behaving like a devil. <laughs> Doesn't make sense, right? If you really believe that Christ is in you, then start behaving like Christ. Right, so it is fellowship is important for holistic growth. Uh, I I love this phrase by Chris Wallet, and he says, "You don't know what you don't know. Do you know what you don't know? You don't know what you don't know. So you need somebody who can tell you what you don't know. 
right? Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 13. Ephesians chapter 4. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of God, fullness of Christ. Uh, I receive this question a lot. Why, why do I need people ordained by God? Why do I need people when the Holy Spirit is my teacher? Because Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. And it is true, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. But this verse says that the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers are given to us by Christ himself. And why are they given? They are given so that we can be built up to the maturity of Christ. We can be built up to the maturity of Christ. Now, let me tell you this. The Holy Spirit can teach you all things. I'm not denying that. But the question is, it's a matter of time. How much time are you willing to spend? Let me explain. You go to a gym. The, all the equipments are there. Can you build your body by yourself? Of course. Yes, you can do that. But what's the advantage of having a personal trainer? It reduces your time because he can tell you all the mistakes that he did so that you don't have to make those mistakes. It saves time. We don't have so much time, guys. The Holy Spirit can teach you all things and you can reach there, yes, but he has also appointed people in your life so that you can get there faster. If you're willing to be stubborn, uh, no, no, I don't need anybody. Yes, you will get there. I'm not denying you won't get there, but it's about time. Time. Do you know why I read books? I read books because the author who wrote those books took about 20 years to write those books. He's writing his experience of 20, 30 years, which I am able to read in like two days. His, 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 his journey has become a blessing for me. That's why I read books. <laughs> okay? Do you get it? That's why we need people of God who can lead us. We can get there. The Holy Spirit can teach us all things, but we can get there even faster and sooner. That's why we need people for our holistic growth. The other reason is we cannot be connected to Christ and be disconnected to his body. Can the hand be disconnected from the rest of the body and say, I'm just connected to the head? Cannot be so. Read with me, John chapter 15, verse 1. Jesus says, I am the true wine and my father is a wine dresser. Verse 4, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the wine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Jesus is saying, if you want to be fruitful, abide in me. Why? Because I am the wine, you are the branches. But how can you abide in Christ without, with being disconnected from his body? You can't. It's not possible. That's why fellowship is so important. Holistic growth. Oh, is church difficult? Is church, you know, uh, 
is it hard joining with people of course yes that is where you see resurrection happening when you kill your ego you see the power of god's resurrection happening see you know what it's easier to raise a dead than it is to really deal with all the heart issues over here that's difficult to journey with somebody and say hey you know what i love you unconditionally that is really difficult to saying saying is easy preaching on heart series is very easy but living out that message is so difficult because it takes everything of you and you realize oh man this is what crucifying your flesh means but that is when you crucify your ego you crucify yourself you see the resurrection power of god acting upon your life as a paul says you know i'm pouring myself out as a drink offering everything that i have i pour myself out and then why why is he doing that because every time he's empty he realizes that the resurrection power of god is filling him again see some of us we we want to be half empty glasses right and we are saying god fill me fill me fill me god is like pour pour that portion also trusting in me pour that out and then I, and then you see the resurrection power in in your life it's with people joining with people is difficult is extremely difficult ask me <laughs> it's extremely difficult but but you see god's favor you see god's blessings my goodness every time every time you don't act upon that jealousy every time you don't act upon that know that it's a blessing not just for you but for your future generation as well every time you don't act upon that anger it's like a spiritual battle that you have won not just for yourself for the entire body of christ your private personal victory let me tell you this this is private personal victory what goes in your heart what you win over your private personal victory is a corporate blessing for the entire body of christ every time you say no you say no no i'm not i'm not going to put my phone into this it's a corporate blessing for the entire body of christ see the thing is you you don't see the reward of it then and there that's why it feels huh? okay okay god but every time you do that the church is progressing the church is winning one more big battle just think about this if, if the church has immortal life okay we are all immortals somehow we we are living in the resurrection power of god and we are all immortals but we are still dealing with jealousy anger slander clamor malice we are still dealing with that what what is the use of that immortality it's better for us to die don't you think it will be like hell so you want to experience resurrection you have to start experiencing in the heart come on where where you know paul says in galatians 2:20 for i am crucified with christ my ego has been crucified with christ it is i no longer who lives but christ who lives in me fellowship does that journeying with people does that do you get hurt of course you get hurt do you hurt somebody of course you hurt somebody but beyond all of that you see how god's unconditional love covers you protects you fills you up heals you heals you of your heart issues so what's the first point fellowship is important for holistic growth it is important in ecclesiastics solomon writes something like this you know it is better for two to walk together so that when one falls the other one picks him up it's better 
Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, Moses writes something like this. He says, if one can fight a thousand, you know how many two can fight? 10,000. It multiplies. If one can fight 1,000, two can fight 10,000. That's the power of fellowship. There's power in unity. And I'm telling you, this is the reason why the devil is trying really hard, really hard for us to be divided. Do you know how many denominations are there in Christianity? More, more than 60,000. And we are all very proud. You know, oh, you know, I go to this denomination. My goodness, you just, we all are falling into the trap of the devil because he wants us to be divided. He wants us to be divided. Read that verse in Ephesians 4. It says that apostles, they were all given so that we will come to the unity of faith. We'll come to the unity of faith. In the name of Jesus, we are divided. Think about that. Okay. My second point is, when, when you get to know your community, when you journey with your community, you know your purpose. You know your purpose. You want to know your calling? Journey with the community. Be committed, be faithful, and God will reveal the purpose by which, for which you are here. Know your calling. Find your people, find your destiny. Somebody said that. You find your people, you find your destiny. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. God's grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ. What is he saying? That God's grace gives us wisdom and insight. What does God's grace, God's grace do? Gives us wisdom and insight. Now what does that wisdom and insight do? It makes us known the mystery of his will. His will is a mystery. But God's grace gives us the wisdom and insight to understand the mystery. But you cannot understand the mystery without fellowship. Let me explain to you why. Because this mystery is, is a mystery that he set forth in Christ. That is what the verse says, right? So if you have to understand the will, the purpose of God for your life, you have to understand the overall purpose of God, what he's doing through the body of Christ. If you don't understand what the purpose is through the body of Christ that God wants to do in this time, in this generation, in this place, how will you know your purpose? Because we just play a small part in that entire grand plan of God. That's why be committed to a local church. If this is not the church, be committed to any local church, but be committed. Because if you, if you don't know God's purpose in that community, you will not know your calling. You will always be confused. How will the hand know what the purpose is without being connected? We are all members of the same body, right? We have different functions. How will the hand know? has to be connected you will only know your calling when you're connected to a fellowship my last point is fellowship gives us a wholesome picture of God let me explain are we all created in the image of God yeah 
are all created in the image of God. But do you know that there's a unique expression of God that is there in each one of us? It's a unique expression. So when I meet somebody who's of a different personality and a different character, I am seeing a different, unique expression of God. Fellowship gives us the wholesome picture of God. The area of my life where I am struggling, maybe Alvin is not. When I journey with him, I am able to partake in that grace. The area of my life where I am struggling and Ashish is not, when I fellowship with him, I am partaking in that grace. That's why unity of fellowship is so important, so that when we come together, my goodness, the unique expression of God that is there in each one of us is amplified. And think about this. Every time you don't fellowship, See how much harm you are doing to the entire body of Christ that is there without you. Because they are not able to see that unique expression of God with which you are blessed. Gives us a wholesome picture. It's like, I was thinking about an illustration. You know, when you make a cake, you need flour, you need eggs, you need salt, sugar, oil. You need all of that. But the flour in itself is not a cake. Eggs in itself is not a cake. They are, all have to come together come together. You know, there's so much of pride in the body of Christ is because we are disconnected and we think that we are exclusive. Only we have seen, only we have seen God. You know, how are we? Have you heard of the story of the four blind men who see the elephant? Four blind men, they see an elephant. One person touches the, uh, what is it called? The trunk. The other person touches the ear, the third person touches the stomach, the fourth person touches the tail, okay? And they, they are blind, so they really don't see what, what you know, what, what that uh, animal is. So they're just trying to explain to one another what they're experiencing. And the four persons, because they're touching different parts of the elephant, they're giving four different accounts. And then they're like, no, man, you're a heretic. That's not what I feel. No, 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 you're, you're not doing this, you're lying. And that's how we are when we encounter God. God reveals a unique expression of his. We are like, man, this is it. This is the Bible. You see, this is written in the scriptures. There are so many other portions also of the scriptures that are there that you and me don't know. So we need fellowship. We need to be connected. And as much as I'm talking about being connected to one another locally, I'm saying we have to be connected to the global body of Christ as well. We can't be like, oh, we are the exclusive church, lighthouse, you know, they only talk about the goodness of God. We are the, you know, the most exclusive, the unique revelation of God. My goodness, if you have any such ideas, it's not good for any of us. All church, every church, there's no dead church because every church is built by Christ. Jesus said, I will build my church. So we have no right to call any church a dead church. We have no right to say, oh, that's a traditional one. Oh, you know, we are the new ones. Please, please don't do that. Because every church is built by Christ. And he knows what he's doing over there. He knows what he's doing over here. Let's celebrate what God is doing here. But at the same time, let's, let's also be open to what God is doing in each one of our brothers and sisters outside. It's come to fellowship with, with an open heart to be vulnerable and be in awe and wonder. You know, I love this verse in Romans 8, the message version. It says, Father, what next? You come to the Father in such awe and wonder saying, 
what next father yeah that takes so much of humility because you are you're stripping down all your theology all your ideas about god and you're just saying lord you know you're much bigger than my understanding thank god you are much bigger than my understanding my theology you know the holy spirit does not care about these intricate intricate divisions that we have because of our theology he does not care he will work wherever he is so why are we so limited can we be more open can we be more vulnerable saying hey i, I really want a journey with this church to be committed to journey okay three reasons what are the three reasons the first one is holistic growth the second one is you get to know your calling third one is fellowship gives us a complete picture of god can i add to that fellowship part if you are in a habit of complaining about one another and especially if you are in a habit of complaining about somebody to god let me tell you what it looks like okay i give my you know my phone is expensive for me i and it's very precious to me i give my phone to ashish for safekeeping for a week okay and after a week when i come back to ashish ashish is complaining man this phone does not run this app this phone has this issue you know how i'll be like when i give you the most precious thing that belongs to me and only thing that you have is complaint that's how it is when you complain to god about one another because each one of you is precious to him he does not like complaining god is like if i can journey with you why can't you journey with him if i can love you unconditionally why can't you love him unconditionally man we have so much of theology saying oh god loves us unconditionally the goodness of the lord the love of the father took me oh yeah sure express it express it in loving imperfect people because that's what he did with us if you are forgiven forgive if you are loved love if you have been served by jesus serve unless we don't do that we are just talking stuff without any value we are like like paul says we are like symbols that just utensils that make noise there's no essence i don't want spiritual obese people in the church i want spiritually fit who are willing to pour themselves out as a drink offering if you're loved today love one another if you're forgiven by the father forgive one another if jesus has served you you know he says i have not come to be served but i've come to serve if jesus has served you my goodness serve one another <sighs> one last conclusion concluding point i gave you three reasons but i just want to set this right fellowship should not be centered upon each other's personality because we keep doing that small minds talk about people great minds talk about ideas you know when when we come for fellowship uh after the after the church is over we are all in that holy moment after the church is over immediately we are talking about people you know what that sister wore my goodness i can't stand that person 
Fellowshipping is not about, it should not be centered upon people's personality and character. Fellowship should be centered upon God's word. God's word. Without God's word, fellowship will become like a dance club. Are you hearing me? Okay. So please, please be mindful when you meet one another. Please be mindful of the stuff that you're talking about, of the conversation that you're having. Because it's very easy to get carried away in somebody's complaint, in somebody's ranting. It's very easy to get carried away and then you add on to that. Oh yeah, I also know about this sister. I also know about that pastor. You know, let me say this. Uh, do you know what happens in the intercession teams? Do you know what happens? Intercession team has to do very little with prayer, more to do with gossip. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's, why, that's why we still don't have an intercession team. We want to. But I'm just saying, fellowship, let it not be about people. Let it be about God's word. Where you are encouraged and you are also encouraging. Uh, Ephesians 4.30 says like this, do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And immediately after he says that, he says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Be kind. Do you know at this very moment, how many believers are offended by their pastors? And at this very moment, how many pastors are offended by their believers and believers are offended by each other? And we wonder why the church is not doing anything. This is, see, Paul says like this, we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, we are wrestling against the powers and spiritual principalities, right? This is how he does it by division, by creating offenses, by creating hurt. Oh, how dare he says that? You have been coming to this church for 20 years. How dare he speaks to you like that? He, he speaks into you. You know, he, he triggers your ego. He triggers your, you know, your, your, your personality, your, all, all the heart issues that you've been carrying. Why? Because he wants you to be offended. Because when you are offended, the devil is able to steal the word from you. John 10 says, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Do you know how he kills and destroys? By stealing the word from your heart first. And how is he able to steal the word? By creating an offense. Because when you come with an offended heart, you're not able to receive. You're listening, but you're not able to receive. Because as you're listening, the devil is stealing that word from your life. And without the word, we will see no fruit in our life. It is the word of God that brings 30, 60, 100 fold fruits in our life. That's so preparing your heart before the fellowship, preparing your heart before listening God's word is so important. Do you know why we do worship just before the word? So that we can prepare our hearts, so that we can forget about what happened in the office, what happened with my husband, what happened with my... You, you can forget all of that and you can come to that state, Oh Lord, you know what? I'm here, I'm vulnerable. Teach me, correct me, rebuke me, strengthen me, encourage me. That's why fellowship is so important. And if today you're offended for any reason with anybody, 
please let me tell you it's a spiritual attack there's don't give any other name to it just a spiritual attack because the devil wants you to be divided the devil wants you to be isolated he does not want you to be united so let me encourage you let's not be a sunday going christian but let's let's be a daily christian where we not only fellowship with god but we also fellowship with his people because it's like iron sharpens iron right when when you are feeling you know when you're feeling dry and you are around with people who are on fire for the lord you'll automatically be on fire it's it's an automatic thing so don't struggle in your life being isolated don't don't do that it's harmful it's harmful you you you're simply wasting your own time get to fellowship it takes humility to say hey i need help it takes lot of humility to say that so journey with people journey with god's people journey with the right crowd and let your fellowship be centered upon his word amen let's pray father we thank you for this word and we just believe that it was spoken to us in the right time and place such as this and father we just humble ourselves we just humble ourselves just to acknowledge that you are our father how can we hate one another when you are our father and everybody is your children so father we just pray that you will give us the grace give us the strength to be vulnerable so that your grace your love the power of the gospel will flow through our lives in jesus name we pray amen